so, uh, guys, there's a new mystery in the WWE. Fuck all other mysteries that have ever happened. The the w, the Raw general manager storyline, the um, the who killed Vince before Chris Benoit died storyline. All these mysteries who did out Kurt the Angle window. Fuck for Jason Jordan to be born. <laughs> <laughs> no, the new mystery is here, and this mystery is who is the next Colonel. Look. You don't think it's HPKFC? You don't think that's what it's going to be? Well, that's what I was going to say. I think it was pretty definitively solved. I think I'm cute. cute. I know I'm crunchy. I got the spices that drive the girls wild. I'm just a spicy boy. Spicy boy. <laughs> that's the kind of uh, shit I would expect you to write, Scotty. <laughs> I mean, guys. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. Have you been ghostwriting for WWE TV? <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah. I've taken a job with WWE. All their worst ideas. It's been me. It's been me all along, Dylan. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Making their way down the aisle. They are the greatest podcasting tag team in all of time and space. They are Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore, and they are the B-Hats. And joining them, as always, he is the Lord of the Smart Side. He is the Dylan. And together, they are known as the Fight. Boys. Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about professional wrestling and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined this week by my tag team partner in crime, the former JWF champion, and my best friend in the world, it is Blake Tanner. I'm blind. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Blake pulled a Donald Trump and went and looked at the eclipse without any glasses. Hey, you know, you know what we should do? We should get everybody to look at this eclipse. Look at all this, this cool eclipse stuff. Look at my hair at the eclipse. No, 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 the problem. The problem. These glasses, they're getting in the way. I can't see anything through these glasses. Hey. I'm going to take them off, <laughs> stare at the... Anyways, and then also, in addition to the blind man talking, we have the other former JWF champion... He is the Lord of the Smart Side. He is the Dylan. I wanted to say I am the Eclipse, but that makes it sound like a very like minor event in history. And <laughs> that makes it sound like you're a very weird Ember Moon cosplayer. Ember Moon is herself a cosplayer. I don't know if you know this. That is her gimmick. Is that she's a <laughs> werewolf cosplayer? Yeah. Lisa brought that up to me. She's like, is she cosplaying as a werewolf? And I was like, no, she just has a... Fuck, yeah, no, she is. She is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, ma, damn it. Yep, you're right. I mean, when when we are in a world where Finn Balor dresses up as his own, like, demon OC character, dude. Original Finn Balor. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Demon face paint, do not steal. OC. (laughs) I... But as as I was as I was saying, I believe we can definitively say that 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 uh, takeover was better. However, I have noticed that ever since like, fuck, I want to say Toronto, so like a yeah. year ago, I have not given a single fuck about the main event of a takeover. Like I have cared yeah. about the tag match and the women's mm-hmm. match, and like there's always been like one undercard match that I've really been excited for. The last few it's been for Alistair Black and Adeo Itami. Actually, no, Hideo Itami made me kind of care about Chicago because I, I really thought that was going to be like a, hey, we know you've been injured for two years and everybody thinks that you, like, you know, you've dropped the ball as a professional wrestler. Here's the title. But they were like, nah, fuck your hopes and dreams. Um, oh, but, you mean like Samoa Joe? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, but, I feel like the, the problem, I didn't get to watch TakeOver because I was at a party. However, the worst part is I was at a party that had no, like, internet, so I couldn't look anything up. And I just mm-hmm. get a text from my dad randomly that just says, Adam Cole, baby! I did it. I want, I want to point out that um, 
because I said this while I was watching the takeover, like the next day, and that happened, and like the whole yeah. time I kept looking at Kyle Riley, and like, I, and, and Lisa was just like, like, why do you dislike him so much? I was like, because I think he's stupid, and she was like, you said that with like no hatred or like or like vindictiveness in your voice. It just sounded like a pure fact. Like I think he's an idiot <laughs> because he he left being the Ring of Honor champion. Be, we're potentially working for like two co- like between New Japan and Ring of Honor, two companies that saw him as like a main eventer to go yeah. be second fiddle to Adam Cole again. It's like going back in time five years in his own career. He is I'm the so least excited. he is the least impressive member of that trio. Because Bobby Fish has actual charisma, Adam Cole is Adam Cole, and then Kyle O'Reilly just looks and walks funny. Like there's well, I mean, you say you say Kyle O'Reilly has uh, has is not kind of being an Adam Cole shadow. I don't think he's ever not been an Adam Cole shadow. No, when he won that when he when he won that match and he like was the champion, like he had his like he had his moment where like he had stopped story time with Adam Cole, baby. Like he was he was there. Like like everybody was like, oh, finally, like they're gonna give him his run. And then he was like, nah, I don't want to up my contract. I'll just lose it at the Tokyo Dome and make Adam Cole's <laughs> legend even better because now he can be the only three time champion like oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was like my god it's like like you just you shot yourself in both feet and then like racked yourself and then you're like yeah i won like it's just baffling <laughs> yeah but uh, we... other than that like SummerSlam, i'm not gonna say SummerSlam was disappointing it had good matches it just like there was so much that happened they left so much on the table of... they left so much on the yeah. table there were a lot of very low lows, and the highs did not match up to the lows. Yeah, it wasn't quite as disappointing as last year, but it was, it was, it was, it was still kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no, no. I, I mean, Braun Strowman, who I've now Braun. renamed Braun, Braun the Toss Boy Strowman. He just likes throwing things at people, yeah, and it's, it's my favorite thing. He's like, I have a chair, but throw it. I'm gonna take this announce table and throw it on top of Brock Lesnar. And my favorite moment of the match is there was a moment where Braun was getting in the ring and Roman tried to pick up some steel steps and throw it at Braun, but it didn't work. As if Braun was just like, no, I'm the only one who throws things around here. Let me show you how it's really done. Let me truly throw things. (laughs) Braun Tossboy Strowman is here to destroy. I'm about to flip your world upside down, Braun. (laughs) Yeah, that match was definitely just the Braun Strowman coming out party. Because everyone else was like, I'm going to get in a little bit of offense. Meanwhile, Braun was like, I'm going to consume an entire world and use its energy to shit on you. Oh yeah, Braun definitely came. (laughs) Uh, No, one of my... Is it bad? My favorite moment of the entire damn pay-per-view was, um, well, you know, a lot of superstars got buried, people have said, like Enzo, and who got lubed up, and uh, Baron Corbin got buried, but I think the biggest burial was the burial of a fucking beach ball by Cesaro. That was a truly a master class. Cesaro, I believe, didn't he also, didn't he also fuck up one of the ones after WrestleMania? Did he? I, I, if he did, I didn't see it. All I know yeah. is... They were hit. They were during the match, and then all of a sudden, like my dad was like, "Oh, they're throwing a beach ball," and I'm like, "How dare they? Fuck them, These bastards!" And then you see the whole crowd stand up at once and go, "Holy fuck, yes!" And then the <laughs> camera pans over, and you just see Cesaro doing that good old Cesaro run out into the audience, grab the beach ball and rip it in half with his bare hands. Oh. Which when I go, "Well, fuck, I don't care who's supposed to win, they need to win now." Well, yeah, I believe your words were, well, now this match has to live up to the fucking beach ball. <laughs> you have to live up to a beach ball. <laughs> I just really can't wait for the blow-off match when the beach ball returns in two weeks after <laughs> after surgery. And completely no-sells the injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cesaro, I'm coming. I'm not finished with you yet, Cesaro. <laughs> and a beach ball cracks him in the side of the head. Uh, mm-hmm. Jesus. He, he oh, well, retears his shoulder again. By the way, how much do you? How much at this point do we want to bet that um, uh, Jinder Mahal losing the WWE title will happen on free TV in like a nothing match against somebody? <laughs> yeah. At this point, I don't want to bet against anything you say, Dylan. 
Because <laughs> I'm like, what's the next most disappointing thing that could happen? Because I was like, if they didn't do it at SummerSlam, like at SummerSlam, like what are they going to do? I'm just like, there's going to be a rematch, like not maybe not this week, but next week. And yeah. like this week, Nakamura is just going to Kinshasa both of the Bollywood boys and they're just going to mm-hmm. be like dead. And then, oh, can Jinder Mahal do it? And the answer is no. And then like Nakamura gets it. They've given away a major title match on free TV to help SmackDown's ratings, which they've killed since <laughs> like June. I'm just letting you keep going because I want this all saved for posterity for tomorrow's episode of SmackDown when this exact scenario happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't <laughs> doubt my, it at all. One of my favorite one of my favorite things I ever po- like I made I made a post was uh, after Cena won Money in the Bank, like the smart rose so much within me that I was like, let me write down everything I think's going to happen with this. I was like, okay, like like Cena comes out, like the champ is here, like corny insults with Triple H and Stephanie, like yeah. beats all of the authority later that night. And like with the exception of some details, like them trying to recruit him for WWE 2K whatever, uh, most of that came <laughs> true. Like, like the order wasn't oh, quite man. right, but like, it was it was really it was really close to an almost disappointing degree. What was worse was that hundreds of people like like um right, upvoted that and was just like that is spot on. It had like like a hundred comments where they were all just like, Yeah, I can completely see this happening which is the saddest mm-hmm. fucking thing ever because I jumped the shark like by about a hundred feet. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh it's well, more like quiet uh, resignation at that point. It's, yeah, it's yeah, sadness. but spe- speaking of our good boy Cena. Also, John Cena's on Raw now, just randomly. He was like, "Oh, I beat the, I buried, I buried <laughs> Baron Corbin. Who can I bury on Raw now?" Uh, now, mm-hmm. now, don't even get angry because the first person he was like, "Who am I gonna bury next?" Did it, did it, did it, Royal Rumble uh-huh. match, ladies and gentlemen. They're gonna do it at the Rumble. It's gonna be, that's who they're, that's how they're gonna decide who. Oh no. Roman's gonna win the Royal Rumble again. Here, I'll call that now. Mm-hmm. I'll call that now. Let's save that for posterity. You... I'll make that. I'll make oh, that. God, stop unless he isn't. Me. Unless he isn't in the match, in which case I will like. I will repick. That is my one out. But right now, I'm just gonna be like, yeah, no, he's gonna win it. Uh, they're gonna make the same mistake twice, and then they're gonna try to have him, and then they're gonna make the same mistake for a fourth time with WrestleMania, <laughs> and then I can nah, officially. Now, nah, boy, it's gonna be Roman Reigns versus some fuck for the title. At Royal Rumble, Roman Reigns spanks him like the daddy he is. And then Roman just enters the Rumble for posterity and wins. Oh, no, and then I was going to say our good, good John boy wins the Rumble, and then you have John versus Roman at WrestleMania. How, does, then, how, does, uh, how does Roman get the title off of Brock? Uh, well, no, he doesn't. Braun gets it off of him, which makes, makes Braun stronger. And then Roman. And, and then Roman breeds Braun at Royal Rumble. Mm, exactly. Probably. That is that is actually likely that. Yeah, they'll see, get, I'm, they'll I'm get here Braun for this. Strowman the freaking Bray Wyatt WWE WWE Championship run, which is uh, I won the title, I defended the title against the rematch clauses, and then I lost it like a bitch. <laughs> oh, but no, man. Bray, Bray Wyatt needs to go away for a couple months. By the way, Bray Wyatt needs to just re-show up at the Rumble. He needs to take like the next four months off. Five yeah. months. He needs to take They've the next five months. They've done that to him months. like three fucking times. No, no, no. And it he never worked really, out. No, he just really needs to go away this time. Before it was like for like a couple weeks. Like this needs to be like a, like an almost like where did he go kind of thing. Like he needs to come back like with actual henchmen. Like, like, and not like the way it was before where they were actually better wrestlers than him. I need like, I need him to come back with like a, like a, just like a horde of them and then <laughs> go from there yeah can can we just discuss the fact that the miz's new character is to ruin all of the supposedly good segments in wwe like there was this one time where the rock came back and it was this awesome moment and then all of a sudden the miz comes out then today you have john return roman come out this fucking dream match coming to fruition in front of us and then oh i came to play the yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, like, using this word ruining? Well, no, no, no. Um, I mean, WWE, their intention with it is we're going to send out Miz, he gets heel heat for no. supposedly ruining it. I'm not saying he's oh. actually ruining it. 
You mean you're looking through the uh, the Vince goggles? Uh huh. I've got my Vince goggles on. Hence why I was talking about Roman Reigns being daddy earlier. <laughs> I mean, you know, you gotta watch out. You gotta wear those when you're staring directly into the Vince, or you're <laughs> gonna go crazy. Uh, yeah, uh, I heard. You know, when NXT first happened, Triple H stepped uh, in front of Vince to you know run things, and it was just like a total eclipse of the Vince. <laughs> but yeah. Um, uh. Any other good SummerSlam notes? Because I actually didn't get a chance to watch the opening of it, but I wish I did. No. Like I said, all my good notes all my good notes have to come from freaking TakeOver because I was at work whenever SummerSlam was happening reading the spoilers, and as it went on, like the more that it happened, the more I was just like, yeah, no, I, I, I can't was... take six hours out of my life. to, to I can't justify no. it to watch <laughs> this. Oh, I, it was 7 o'clock. Um, by the time that I looked down at the clock and was like, oh yeah, it's 7 o'clock, That's, the pay-per-view should start right about now. No, it's SummerSlam, started two hours ago. Oh, uh, I guess Fuck we you. should discuss Greasy Enzo Amore. Do you, okay, so they've talked about how putting him in a shark cage was because he has heat and he's afraid of heights. Do you <laughs> think they were like, how do we make it worse than put him in, putting him in the air? Let's force him to grease himself up with lube and talk about lube on social media. <laughs> like, Jesus, mm. what's the worst they could do to him? Put him, th- mm. like, 15 feet above the ring and make him cover himself in baby oil for a bunch of creepy Brooklyn people to see. Uh, mm-hmm. I, just, I, just, I just need it. I just need it. I just need that to stop. I mean, granted... I'm, I'm like here. I'm of two minds because like apparently Cass is actually injured after his match to street fight tonight. He actually oh, like hurt his I've knee. I've got yeah, guys. Fun fact: Enzo Amore defeated Big Cass in a match by ref stoppage by by Big Cass. Yeah, hurting himself on his knee, and it looks bad. Yeah. yeah. So I am I am of two. One, I am like no one should ever have to suffer that kind of injury. That is like that is career threatening. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, but. I, I am kind of glad that that feud is over. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Here, I put the I put the link into the chat. No, no, no. I'm just... I'm good. I'm good. That's like that's like that's like Psycho Sage breaking his legs. Like I I saw it <laughs> once. I'm good. <laughs> I actually haven't seen it yet. Hold on. Here is a real during podcast reaction to this. All right. Let's just take a look at this right here. And Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. His he, his knee was smashed. Um. Well, I mean. Yep. Yeah. There's nothing really you could say about it at that point. Jesus. Nope. Um. It... I don't know if we have any other notes other than the fact that our fucking brunch boy fucked up. Brunch yep. boy just fucking fucked. Up. Brunch boy was like, "Should I cash in at SummerSlam and have an amazing mm-hmm. moment in my life? No, I'm gonna use my briefcase on SmackDown and get fucked up by John Cena on the pay per view." Brunch boy, what did you do? Yep. Then John Cena is going to like goof around the whole match, beat me, and then just fuck off to Raw the okay. next night. Like this is what happens when we record between the two go home shows. <laughs> no, this is. I love this. I really. How many more careers can we ruin? I really. I want to know. Is there anybody left on SmackDown that we're like halfway about? I think Rusev's already dead. We have to yeah, find yeah. another one. Um, Wait, g- guys. Who, who else? Guys. Is, who, you say that we've ru- like as a joke. You say we've ruined the career of uh, Baron Corbin. Do you think they legitimately think the JWF is a genuine wrestling organization, and they're just like? He's wrestling for two organizations and didn't let us know. Scotty, Let's bury you've been, him. You've been wearing the Vince glasses too long, Scotty. You got to take them off. No, it's apparently because he said disparaging things about the military on uh, on Twitter, and uh, this is the company that does tribute for the troops. So, oh, he bitched out as soon as he did it, though. He was like, they were yeah. just like, you know what? Vince didn't think I was such a bitch when he came and visited me and my entire like troop. At which point, Baron Corbin turned off everything he's ever done in his career and was just like, well, I'm sorry then. <laughs> it, it appears that you have proven me wrong, but, you know, fuck John Cena, right? Yeah. Like, All I right. like that uh, Meltzer, Meltzer made some comments about it, and it said that, like, Corbin's heat is probably specifically because of his Twitter shit. Yeah. And that just the way the match with Cena was laid out, it was definitely just like, 
yeah, he's getting punished for this match. Like, like there's no, de there's literally no denying it anymore. That's how bad no. they fucked him in the ass. Especially that weird moment where John Cena pulled out his cell phone and started tweeting about how bad he was yeah. fucking up Baron Corbin. Yeah. It was very strange. Then he just kind of like slapped Corbin with the phone. But you know what I wish John Cena did instead, guys? When he pulled out his cell phone? Oh god. I really wish he went over to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and went to the Fight Boy section. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Merch.aloadofpurebs.com is your one-stop shop for everything BS Network related. Whether that be the BS Network YouTube channel that we just started up, whether that be Fight Boys, whether that be a load of BS, Queasel Corp, we got it all over there. And trust me, in that Fight Boy section, we have some amazing stuff. For the wrestlers in the JWF, we have the shirts for the VWO, we have shirts for the BS, for the Dylan, for all of the great JWF superstars, and we also have shirts to support the Fight Boys. We have the shirt with the Fight Boys logo, we've got the Ringer shirt, we've got one that of course lets everyone know that you are a Fight Boy or a Fight Girl for life. And the only way to get those, ladies and gentlemen, is to jump on over to merch.aloadofpurebs.com, click in the Fight Boys section, get you a shirt. You will not be disappointed. So, um, question. I need yes. you to, like, 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 tweet me, Facebook message me, something me the moment that anyone buys a VWO shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I need to, cause I, cause, cause I need to mail them like an apology postcard or like, like maybe the number for like some counseling. Like, no, what's can... bad about it is the fact that me and Blake might buy them because we're going to meet the people who may have possibly inspired the men of the VWO. And we're just like, let's buy them VWO shirts and give it to them. And I was like, mm. no, no, no. You are like, let's buy them VWO shirts. I was like, it might be a little weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, um, Dylan, since you're closer to Orlando now than I am, what the fuck is happening with GFW? I've, uh, I, <laughs> listen, listen, I could have gone to, like, the tail end of the taping today because I got out of work at, like, 7.30 and, like, taping started at, like, 6. I could have gone to that. I, I, I made a conscious decision not to because after the last taping that i went to that i told you guys about that had the midget wrestling in it i was like you know what i'm done for a little bit maybe i was gonna give it i was gonna start like at the beginning of next year like i did before uh which is like uh how i ended up seeing the hardys and all that stuff so like that's yeah. that's what i'm gonna that's what i'm gonna i'm gonna wait let them sort their shit out because I, I know well, they ain't got it together they just, well, I they mean, just don't. Uh, one good thing came out of Actually, it. Actually, no. It's... I wanted to see Jim Cornette. I, <laughs> I wanted to see Jim Cornette live. I really did. I'm afraid to see him because I'm afraid at one point he's going to learn what JWF is and be like, you're ruining the fucking business with your damn podcast WW2K17 bullshit. Sorry. I'm sorry, Jim. Hey, you I know just... what? Actually, listen, that might get listen. us more, more exposure, so... Listen, Scotty. Scotty, I really, I really feel like you have an inflated, uh, an inflated ego for the podcast about like that we would ever appear on Jim Cornette's radar. That one that he saw, it, he would give enough of a fuck to even tweet about it. Oh yeah. Oh well. I mean, one good thing has come out of what's happened in GFW, and that's that they have a new GFW World Heavyweight Champion, and his name is E. La Drake. Dummy. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and he has a challenger for his title, and his challenger has the biggest jobber name I have ever heard in my entire life. I had to look 50 times to, like, <laughs> make sure, like, oh, this is really for the World Heavyweight title. But Eli Drake is taking on a man by the name of Johnny Impact. You know who Johnny Ooh. Impact is, don't you? Oh, I know who he is now, but could you just imagine the card? Eli Drake versus, like, Greg Fearsome. It's like, what the fuck kind of name is that? Dude. But yes, yeah. John Mo John Morrison has oh, debuted okay. as Johnny Impact. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of I want him to yeah. wear pants that are, like, the Impact colors, which are, like, the neon green and the neon blue. Like, I really want him to rock the shit out of that. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, that moon that moon bouncy house colors. Like, I really... 
It's very also I'm very confused with what they're doing with Grado because apparently Grado's visa ran up and that's the storyline they've been playing with him trying and, to fucking like 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 uh sexually harass Mary one of the people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, uh, Joseph well. Uh, Joseph Park actually came out and said he was sponsoring Grado's visa. So, hey, he's staying now because of that. However, when I look at what's happening at Bound for Glory, there is going to be a monsters ball match with Abyss and Grado. Here's the thing. I'm of two minds. On the one hand, I like Grado, and apparently he's turned heel in, like, the indies, especially, like, ICW, where he started. Oh, yeah, yeah. Apparently that happened a few months back. Because they were... Yeah. What? (laughs) What? Dylan's instant hatred of the fact that Grado has to be a heel. That's cool. What? Did you hear what I just said? No, no, no. I didn't hear. I didn't hear that. That's cool. I heard. I heard which school, and I, I got really confused. Which, <laughs> Dylan, which school? Oh, he's yeah, in the exactly. monster heel school of uh, heel work. No, but uh, uh, I mean, I could see. I could see Grado being a really like fun heel dynamic. Oh, he is. I've seen a lot of videos yeah. of it. It's great. It is. Yeah, it is. But the fact that the reason for it is because he works in Impact and the people at ICW are like, fuck that company. How dare you not, like, support us more? And Grado's thing is like, I'm being booked places now and have opportunities to further my career and make money. The fuck? <laughs> He's playing the Dylan. <laughs> he really is. He really is. Oh. Also, a much fatter version. <laughs> Firstly, I've seen nothing about... Okay, there we go. There's something about LAX. I'm like, nothing about LAX. But mm-hmm. also, Lashley, the man who I've really associated with the TNA, at least in, like, the top tier, he's just fucking gone. American Battletoad. The Ameri- he's gone? Yes, the American Battletoad has left GFW to go do MMA, and the last thing he did was call out Moose. Then Moose came out, and they just kind of fought for a few. Not in a match, not in anything. It was just those two fight. This is the last. was like, you know what? Fuck this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck this. I mean, uh, that's what Tyrus did. Tyrus asked for his release because he's like, these people don't know what the fuck they're doing. No, yeah. I wouldn't want to. It's still like. The sinking ship that was TNA and Impact is finally going down, and it will go down because it fuses with GWF and then just kind of fizzles away. Mm-hmm. Grand oh. Wrestling Force is just really taking care of it. <laughs> um, speaking of confusing yeah, things, Grand Wrestling Force. They made new. T- they made new title belts. Well, I, they. We saw that. Which, by the way, hold on. Uh, uh, a little bit right after JWF announces that we have new title belts, and we debut them at Summerfest, who fucking comes along with new title belts? GFW. These motherfuckers are stealing from us, and I will not have it. So, so this is it's... embarrassing, but um, I know for a fact that these, that the new belts they debuted are literally the four belts that they made for GFW back when it started, like, two years ago. They've just added some blue to them to make them gaudier. Like, the women's oh, belt is exactly the same. The tag belts are pretty much the same. The stupid, like, heavyweight belt that has a dragon on it is gold, <laughs> green, and blue. It's Who would the put a random belt. animal on their title <laughs> belt? That makes no sense. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's, like a, it's a Japanese dragon around the world. There's no, like, eagles, yes, that has a history in wrestling of being like, oh, yeah, eagle, like, whatever, America. But eagles, they're like, no, 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 rats, no, 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 no. Whatever. Yeah, just no, just dragon, Rodentia. just like Dragon Ball Z, Shenron Dragon around this fucking glow, the globe on our belt. So, do you have to win the seven smaller belts <laughs> to summon the world championship belt? I wish, I fucking wish. Um, but like I said, speaking of things that are confusing, so there's going to be a comedic reboot of hit 1980s series Night Rider. And apparently, the voice of Kit, the infamous car that talks, will be Kevin Hart and his co-star, the man who will be inside Kevin Hart for a full movie, is none other than... John Cena. 
I just when... hope they give John. I want them to give John yep. Cena a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> John is... Cena couldn't pull it off. I'm sorry. I don't know Hold if he on. has enough hair left. That was. I didn't. No, no, no. I didn't want to go there, Blake. But thank you for going there for me. <laughs> I mean, I, I just gotta. I gotta say it like it is. I'm trying to find pictures of John Cena with a mullet, and unfortunately, the internet has betrayed me. I need more than oh. this. So wait, is this one of those, like, friendship ended with Dwayne, new friendship with John started? Wait a minute, there's not a single damn picture, a good picture of John Cena with a mullet. However, there is a meme that says I've wrestled with a lot of shit before, but not a pic of me with a mullet. And it's got John Cena. John Cena knew! He knew I was coming after him! When was John Cena looking for a picture of himself with a mullet? I don't know! I'm very confused. John Cena is a weird motherfucker! And I love, I love him, him for it. I know. Now, um... So, Blake, I want to take you back to when me and you used, used to work out a lot. And just being the two nerds we are, you would send me just like, Hey, man, look how much protein I've had today. Look at all the calories I've eaten. Look at all this. And, you know, we'd fight about that. Well, um, fuck you. We have no right to talk ever again. Because Braun Strowman has announced... When I'm not flipping ambulances, I'm in the gym stacking plates and banging weights. I eat 15,000 calories a day. That's a oh, human. Man. That's a whole human being. <laughs> he eats a whole baby a day. Braun, yeah. Braun Strowman eats have a you, whole baby. God, have you never seen, like, uh, uh, there's a few times where he's posted just like his food for the day yeah and his chipotle meals specifically yes he is all up on posting those chipotle meals that's dude. literally what i was about to bring up next was the fact that braun after last week in his juno debacle and now this i think braun is the biggest white girl ever because he loves chipotle he goes it's my guilty pleasure even though I'm trying to get Chipotle to sponsor me because I spend $150 a week in there. It's $25 for every bowl. Three scoops of steak, two scoops of chicken, double guacamole, cheese, sour cream, and corn. What the he means he gets, is... The fact that he gets no salsa proves how white he is. <laughs> well, this, I don't even think he means... It's actually, too spicy. This, <laughs> this is all code, actually. He means Toby Chipotle, his baby handler. It's $25 for every baby. Oh, give me some babies, man. I need more babies. The Chipotle babies. Oh, man, so wait, if he doesn't get a baby uh, every, like, day, does he get the baby sweats? He's got those baby sweats. Uh... Oh, poor Braun. I need more. That's the thing. Is like, guys like Braun and, I don't know, I'd say to a lesser extent, Bray, the characters who they're like, we have to really protect these guys, so I don't want them kind of discussing who they are or being themselves outside. I need mm -hmm. more of it, because I fucking love Braun Strowman so much. Yep. I think taking taking Braun away from the Wyatts and just getting rid of any, like, actual mystique and just turning him into a real monster? Oh, yeah. Oh, see, it's the best thing they did. I remember before Fight Boys was a thing, me and Blake were going to do, like, a fucking what culture of pro wrestling, which, you know, they've kind of already done themselves. And at one point I was like, hey, dude, come up with your top ten list. Scariest motherfuckers in wrestling. And I put Braun pretty high up, and this was when he was with the Wyatts, and Blake was like, nah, Braun's not that scary. And I'm like, you wait. One day this man will terrify you. Well, that's because he Braun wasn't scary at that point. To be fair, you, on, Braun was just fair, this big baby face dude that just, like, he was big. And by he didn't flip over ambulances. He didn't hurt Brock Lesnar. He was just kind of there. No, you I'll, don't get, like, no, I'll say it. from the statues. Did you hear his promos? When the man would talk, he sounded like the devil speaking. I was like, nah, I don't care. He don't have to do shit. And I'm like, okay, I'm going back away from this dude. Was number one on your list Chuck Taylor? Was it? <laughs> yes, number one on my list was Chuck. T In fact, hold on. Let's uh, head on over to twitter.com slash fightboyshow and compose a little tweet to sexy Chucky e. T. We haven't done C this in a couple weeks.
Oh yeah. I feel like I feel I feel like Dust Watch 20, 2017 is going to be a lot like Chuck Taylor's retirement tour in twenty fifteen. Hey, at sexy Chucky T, how's it feel to be number one scariest wrestler? Hashtag uh. worse than Braun. Scarier than Braun, not worse than Braun. Scarier, okay. Braun. yeah. We don't want to say he's worse than anything because he's not. He's the best. Indeed. Hashtag he's the best. Hashtag pl PLS follow us and then just attach the the fucking ch the dust watch shirt. He is. I feel like he has seen this at least three times now. Like he he might have seen every dust watch and every time every day he just looks at his Twitter and he dreads seeing that mention. He's like, oh. Oh God, no! Not them again. I'm pretty sure if you bring it up, I'm pretty sure if you bring it up to him at a show, he'll be like, "Oh yeah, I remember you guys. Those tweets were fucking weird." <laughs> but I'll take I like a T-shirt. I like his new uh, unlike unlike our shirt, which is uh, actually not that bad. He has released a new one that just says "bullshit cash grab," and it looks like the fucking Tyson Championship shirt. I would buy it. <laughs> I still, I still need to buy a white trash Lucha Libre tank top and wear it around Disney World. <laughs> yes, with my with my farmer's tan. Oh, I need to, I need to, I need to rock that. <laughs> it's gonna be a good one. Um, speaking of people, Jim Cornette probably doesn't like Joey Ryan. Um, uh, I really like. I don't know if you guys read about what Paul Heyman was talking about on the Jim Ross show in Gotham. Was it? Was it wait, was it Joey Ryan's penis? Oh, I um, wonder, Dylan, when Joey Ryan is brought up, it takes about five sentences before penis is brought up. And I want, to know, I, and I want you to penis. know that if that's his legacy, that is something to be proud of. Now, I did tell... Oh, oh wait, have I ever discussed the indie show I went to at one point? Did you get the lollipop? Was, no, I, there is video online. If you look up the softcore cup, that happened in Tennessee. Joey Ryan was on it. And Joey Ryan offered the lollipop. I and a second person stand up. Me and him almost got into a shoot fight over Joey Ryan's lollipop. But he beat me to the guardrails, so therefore he got it. And I got pissed. Because Joey had <laughs> Joey had three more mat or two more matches that night. The next match, Oleg the Usurper fucking stole it. And the last match, his uh the his opponent in the finals whose name was, in fact, Rapeface Ronnie Jenkins, took it, and I was very angry. Did, did Ronnie Jenkins have a rape face, though? Have I not discussed my favorite gimmick of all time? Rapeface Ronnie Jenkins? <laughs> he came out the to that the that's ring that's your favorite and gimmick has already put you on several FBI watch lists. Um, well, firstly, I'm friends with a guy on Facebook, and the day after Softcore Cup, he announced that Ronnie Jenkins died in a van accident, so now he no longer exists. But, what I did see of him was he came out, uh, we were obviously in an old nasty garage, because that's where wrestling happens, and the door of... And the, Indeed. The door of the garage opens, and you see this old, nasty red van pull up, and 17 by Winger starts playing throughout the entire arena, and then outsteps Rape Face Ronnie Jenkins with two 15 year old valets. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it was the best, worst thing that's ever happened. Oh, shit. That is. No. That is, that is, that is when keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, you know what, guys? I'm sorry about that. Let's talk about something classy. Joey Ryan's penis. Um, it is the classiest thing that you have ever been close to, all right? Let's be honest. Uh, let's Please. see. Well, look, Jim Ross was asked about it, and this is how Jim Ross responded. You can either be entertained by him because it's strictly entertainment, or you're not. And if you're not, then move on. We as wrestling fans sometimes like to say, well, I don't like that gimmick, so I'm going to spend some time complaining about it. I'm going to Twitter and Facebook my ass off because I think it's I think it's as creative as the absolute drizzling shits. He's getting booked. He's making a payday. What the hell do we care? Now, that's Jim Ross's response. Paul Heyman's response, however, was... Uh, my personal opinion on Joey Ryan is that if they wanted someone well hung to do the gimmick, they could have called me. I don't know the man. I don't know the man's dimensions, but some women like it that wide. 
And then the quote of the evening goes to, God bless Joey Ryan and his magical penis. Which is the name of my first, that's the name of my first children's book, Joey Ryan and his magical penis. I thought that was going to be the name of your first album, God Bless Joey Ryan and His Magical Penis. No, that's the first single. You just wait for that to drop. Shit's going to go insane. Just wait. I can't wait for his penis to drop, man. Oh, God, when that dick drops, it's going to be amazing. Oh, cool, more GFW Impact spoilers came out. Let's see. Oh, EC3 versus Moose. Oh, Caleb Conley showed up. That's interesting. Who? Uh, uh, fuck, he he works for High Spots, but he's also a cool guy. Uh, okay. the, uh, let's see, Eli Drake came out with Chris Adonis. Both were wearing suit pants, suit jackets, and shirts with no ties. Brave. Yep, um, I really see. wanted you to what tell else? me that they weren't wearing shirts. <laughs> you know, as I started reading it, that's what I was hoping was going to say. Yeah. But it didn't. So I got sad. Uh, Johnny Impact versus Garza in a number one. I don't know how to say this and not sound racist. They've hired a lot of Mexicans recently. Their their deal with AAA is uh is yeah. working out with except for with, except for the fact that I don't think that uh oh uh freaking Johnny Mundo even works for AAA anymore because he hates uh Vampiro's guts. Oh yeah. Well yeah. um. Johnny Impact is now officially... Johnny fucking Impact is now the official number one contender after defeating Garza. Um, other than that... Can we just call him Johnny fucking Impact? Like, Johnny... Please. We just need to do something. Apparently Lashley's not gone. Je uh, Jeremy Bormash is about to announce the latest member of the Hall of Fame, but America's top team comes in and pushes JB out. They want King Mo and Lashley to fight Moose and Shane Sewell. Who's Shane Sewell? Was it that? Was it the guy that was the pro uh, 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 freaking football player that did really well? Sure. Um, then apparently Moose and Sewell come out. Al Ashley attacks and is rolled into the ring where they get the shit kicked out of him. Trevor Lee, Caleb Conley, and Andrew Everett come in and try to help, but immediately the entire team of MMA fighters beat the shit out of them. <laughs> Lashley hits two what? spears and they what? leave. What year is it? I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God, this same thing happened with Tito Ortiz and fucking Rampage, uh, yeah, Rampage Jackson, like seven years ago. Like it feels like I'm in a fever dream. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 oh Jesus. Um, wait, have you ever seen the extremely goofy movie? <laughs> yes, I have. That's one so, of my so favorite. So you know that movies. scene at the end where the Zeppelin's going down and there's the announcer. He's like, it's like a bad dream and it just won't quit. That's how I feel with wrestling right now. In <laughs> <laughs> freaking, 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 uh, the modern day Maharaja's WWE champion, that rain won't quit, and like, Global Force, TNA became Impact, became Global Force, like, not five miles from my house. Like, it's just, <laughs> I'm just, like, I wake up every morning, Donald Trump's president, I just, I don't know what's real, Scotty. You know what? In this day and age, there's only one thing that's real. That's patreon.com slash fightboys. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com slash fightboys is the website where you can go to help support these good fightboys on this podcast right here. And, of course, we do have some perks over there for you, all related to that great Birmingham, Alabama-based professional wrestling organization known as the JWF. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Donate just $1 a month. $1, and you will become... A J-W-F jobber. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We will bring you in. We'll put you in a natch. We'll say your name, build your character, and then you'll be jobbed out and immediately thrown out unceremoniously. But if you want a little bit extra treatment, a little something special, then donate $5 like my father Scott Moore has, and he is now a J-W-F mid-carder. He is in the middle of all the storylines. He is here, and he is here to stay as long as he keeps donating $5 a month. And then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to skip it all, you want to skip and just climb to the top of the ranks and become a JWF champion, then all you got to do is donate $30. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, $30 over at patreon.com slash fightboys, and you will be a JWF champion in no time. We don't know how. We don't know how we'll get you there, but you will be holding a title. 
very, very soon. But that's only available to you if you go to patreon.com slash fightboys, which means, boys, it is now time. It's time to check in with everybody's favorite, the greatest professional wrestling organization in the world in Birmingham, Alabama. That's right, it is time for the JWF. And last night, last night was the JWF Summerfest pay-per-view, the greatest shindig of the summer, and let me say, it blew my mind. It was insane. Uh, Blake, you saw it. What did you think of it? It was, uh, it was hot, sweaty, and humid, and, uh, worth every penny. That's right, and of course, uh, many shocking things happened. Of course, the Dylan ha lost his JWF World Heavyweight Championship in a grueling triple threat match between Scotty Moore, Blake Tanner, and himself after, uh, after Scotty Moore saved his best friend Blake Tanner from an upper dicker, tossing the Dylan out of the way. I don't know if Blake didn't notice. I don't know if Blake didn't care. But Blake immediately picked his best friend up, slammed him into the ground, and kicked his face into the mat, pinning him one, two, three. And we had a new world heavyweight champion in the form of Blake Tanner, but did it not last for long as Griffin Clouds of the VWO came out with the cash in the bag briefcase that he had won from Scott Moore not minutes prior. Ladies and gentlemen, cashed in on Blake Tanner, hit a devastating under vapor for the win, taking away Blake Tanner's JWF championship that he had only won seconds prior. And of course, we had an amazing six-man ladder match where every member of the JWF celebrity roster came together in that ring and fought tooth and nail for the JWF celebrity title. And let me tell you something, I think one of the biggest surprises of the night came during that match when Guy Fieri came out grabbing it and holding that title high above his head. And uh, actually, I think Captain Tibbs is standing in our ring right now, the owner of the JWF, and he has an announcement for everybody. And let's take a listen. Hello, is this thing on? All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the JWF Monday Night War. And tonight, I have a special announcement for all of you lovely ladies and gentlemen in the crowd. A groundbreaking proclamation a sentence to end all sentences. It will shake the very core of the very foundation of the very earth, of the very J, of the very W, of the very F. Before I get to that, I have to admit, old Tibbs hasn't been very frugal with his money, uh, with everything that I won just a scant week ago. And with this new announcement, uh, it results in some terrible news. I know last night you all saw an amazing six-man ladder match where all of your JWF celebrity wrestlers celebrated and competed for the JWF Celebrity Championship. And it saw Guy Fieri, the mayor of Flavortown, grab that title. Well, I've got to give that man congratulations for being the, uh, the very last JWF Celebrity Champion. Because we don't have enough money to support it anymore. I'm very sorry I spent it all on golden ladders. But with the death of the Celebrity Wing comes an amazing proclamation. A proclamation that will oh. shake the... Oh, I hear the music of Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri's coming out of the ring and he does not look happy after being told that his division is being shut down. Are you serious? After months and months of fighting to regain my title. I finally win it back and you make it all for nothing. Don't act like this isn't premeditated, Tibbs. You're putting dozens of wrestlers out of work, all for what? The fact that you, the fact that you never liked me? The fact that you never wanted me as a champion? Well, Tibbs, let me tell you something. Fieri is here, and Fieri is champion, and Fieri is here to stay. Because I'm the mayor of Flavortown. I'm the chip. What? Let, let go of me. No, give. Yeah. Oh my god, security has come out. They're taking Guy Fieri away. They're tossing him out of the arena. Oh my god. <laughs> You'll never get away with this. 
Oh, I'm sorry about that, folks. Seems like Guy Fieri bit off a bit more than he could chew, and now he's gonna have to face some baseball bats and some knee breakages. But you know what? It'll be it'll be something to harden him up. Because the problem I've always had with Guy Fieri is that he claimed to be a mayor of Flavortown. And I'm Captain Tibbs. I'm not looking for mayors. I'm looking for kings. Because I'm a captain. And that's why I've come out today to announce the announcement of the first announcing of the annual King of the Steel City Tournament. Eight wrestlers will compete to determine who becomes the king of the Steel City and go on to face our JWF champion, whoever they may be. Fight well and fight hard, boys. For at the end of the night, you can be a king or you can very well be stomped under someone else's boot. Oh, and by the way, that tournament starts tonight! Oh my gosh! What, what an amazing announcement from Captain Tibbs! It, I think the uh, money's uh, I think the money's really going to his head. A brand new tournament uh, mm -hmm. crowning a king. The king of the JWF, the king of the Steel City. My god, what, what are you guys' reactions to this? I really don't think oh. where we are is a Steel City. I really don't know where this name came from. I think we should check because I think some of that money's gone to drugs. Well, Birmingham, Alabama is actually one of the only cities in the United is actually the only city in the United States where you can find all the ingredients to make steel within a five mile radius of each other. Boom! Blake Tanner with the knowledge, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the JWF celebrity roster. That means no more Tim Curry, no more Kid Rock. No more Jack Black. We just brought in Jack Black, and now, now he's gone. How do you react it's, to it's, this, Blake? Listen, it's okay. He's nope. in the new Jumanji movie with The Rock. He'll be fine. <laughs> yep. Man, no no more of these great characters that we've seen. No more copyright infringement. No more, um... No, no more, more cease and desist. No more cease and desist letters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and of it's, course, it's dark times for the JWF. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of dark times falling on the JWF, that when I think of the dark times that have fallen on us, all I can think of is the JWF tag team match last night when Scott Moore and Clint Clouds, the team of Daddy Issues, took on the VWO with one stipulation. One stipulation in mind that if Scott Moore lost, then Scott Moore would be forced to give up his cash in the bag briefcase to the VWO. And it was during this match that we saw Clint Clouds, Scott's very own tag team partner, turn on him horribly, punching him, putting him down, even hitting him with a steel chair, and allowing his boys to pick up the victory and to take that briefcase away from Scott Moore. And Clint Clouds is backstage right now with one of our most fantastic interviewers, and I think he's got something to say. Hello, everyone. Uh, Honeypot's big pee Oh, <clears throat> sorry, sorry. I'm I'm here tonight with the patriarch of the VWO himself, Clint Clouds. Now, Clint, last night you shocked the entire JWF universe by turning on your tag team partner, Scott Moore, uh, costing you both the tag titles and costing Scott his cash in the bag briefcase. And I, on behalf of the entire JWF universe, have to ask your motives. We need to know why. Well, you see, Scott Moore was a dear friend of mine. When he called me to help him with this situation, I agreed. But the problem is, Scott may have been a dear friend, but he's not my family. And as a cloudsman, as a cloud guy, cloud dude, cloud booty, we always choose our cloud family over anything else. Can you blame me? My boys are able to stand today as proud champion. You know, in fact, since the JWF Celebrity Championship is gone, that means every single title in this company belongs to my boys. You see, that's what I did. That's what I did what I did. Because I'll fight for my boys. Every day I'll do whatever it takes. Oh my god! Scott Moore! Scott Moore is running with a 
vicious elbow to the back of Clint's head, throwing, throwing him through our interview set. And my God, he's absolutely destroying Clint Clouds. I don't think we've ever seen Scott Moore with this much fury in it before. I, I don't know what it is, the betrayal, what's happened, but Scott Moore has come unglued and, oh no, he's picked up Clint. Oh, and a big pop of power bomb, sending him straight through one of our tables backstage. Scott is furious. I can't believe this. I, I, I mean, I knew he would be upset after what happened last night, but this is insane coming from Scott Moore. Um, you know he's got to be pretty, pretty, pretty pissed. Pretty pissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, <laughs> and of course, we have our medical team checking on Clint Clouds. Looks, looks not good for Clint right now, so I guess we need to move on to the action that's going on inside the ring. Because as Captain Tibbs announced earlier, we are beginning the King of the Steel City Tournament. And the first round of the Steel City Tournament is going to begin with this match, where all, one of the most beloved JWF superstars of all times, absolutely fantastic, Canada Charlie is here. And he is taking on Johnny Bananas in a match. And Canada Charlie standing in the ring proud. We hear, we hear the Bananas music playing. And then, oh my god, that's... Johnny Bananas has been tossed onto the entrance ramp. His body is broken. It's been beaten and then... Oh my god. It's the music of Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri was tossed out earlier today. Guy Fieri is supposed to be gone. Well, his music's playing and he's storming towards that ring and his eyes are laser-guided towards Canada Charlie who has, quite honestly, some fear growing inside of him. Guy grabs Canada Charlie, tossing him into the corner, punching him viciously in his stomach over and over again mm -hmm. tossing him to the outside Charlie looks like he's trying to run away but guys grabbed him and he's delivered a big snack attack through the announce table even the referee looks confused I don't know if the match has begun I don't know what's happening he's grabbed Canada Charlie's body tossing him into the ring and Canada Charlie is not moving he he looks beaten he looks broken and it looks like oh Guy Vietti's going for a pin the, there's no match. The match hasn't begun. I don't... Well, he's grabbed the referee, forcing the ref to count. One, two, three. And now he's holding his title high, and it looks like... I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. Guy Fieri may be in our tournament now. I thought Guy Fieri had been tossed out earlier in the night, but now Guy Fieri seems to have returned with his eyes on becoming the king of the Steel City. What in the... How do you guys react to something like this? I think, uh, I think the mayor wants to be king. I gotta say, say that right now. This could be the moment he goes from being the mayor of Flavortown to the king of Flavortown. And of course, the man who wins that tournament, ladies and gentlemen, is automatically the number one contender to the JWF Championship, a championship that changed hands many times last night, as of course the Dylan lost in his triple threat match as uh, Scotty Moore was pinned by Blake Tanner to become the JWF champion. But then, Griffin Clouds cashed in that very same JWF briefcase that he had won not a few minutes prior to win the title and become the new JWF World Heavyweight Champion. And the entire VWO are standing in the ring right now. And I believe that uh, it's going to be a little bit of a celebration of Griffin's, Griffin's ascendance to championshiphood. Let's take a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, hi, it's me, Griffin Clouds, your best friend, your vape boy patriarch uh, in training, and your JWF World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, the man many people considered a joke before last week is now standing here as your champion. And I feel a lot of things, guys. Pride, excitement. Most importantly, vindication. Vindication for the jeers that you tossed at me night after night after night. Vindication for all of the criticism that we received for every little thing that we did. Vindication for being the joke of the locker room for months, saying that Cloud Boys will never hold a JWF title. Well, now we have all of the JWF titles. We are the gold standard of this company. We are the big rips blowing clouds into the sky while all the other idiots back there are nothing 
That gas station e-cigs that run out of puffs. Because we are... Oh! And listen to that. It's the music of the former champion, the man that Griffin Clouds defeated for the JWF World Heavyweight Champion. Blake Tanner is here. And Blake Tanner does not look happy walking down to the ring. Now, now Griffin, you know what you did last night, I, I say I have to respect anybody that is a champion. You, you saw a chance, you took it, and the moment that was meant to be my moment, my moment of ascension, my moment where I proved that I wasn't anybody else's Sega banana, that I wasn't destined to fade into the blackness of obscurity into the JWF by finally winning the big prize, the JWF championship. That moment you took away from me and it became your moment. I think, I bet that you think that that means that uh, I'm sad, I'm disappointed, I'm upset. But no, that means that my moment hasn't come yet. And that my moment will be so, so much sweeter when I rip that title away from you after I smash your head into the mat over and over and over again. So bring all your little vape boys, bring your brothers, bring your father, bring the entire Cloud Clan and I'll smash them all into the ground. I'll plant them all into the dirt because I... No, 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 no. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't sit back there and listen to one worthless pile of shit talk to an even more worthless pile of shit. See, first, you have Captain Helium Breath over here who somehow, despite holding a plastic championship, has somehow made it less valuable than it was two days ago. And then... You have the other, somehow more worthless pile of shit. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll hand it to you, Blake. Well, good job. Way to take advantage of a situation. Way to stab your own brother in the back for the championship. Knew you had it in you. But the point is that you still couldn't beat me. Just like I knew you and Scotty with your stupid bullshit couldn't do. This is why I didn't want the two of you to do it in the match. Because I knew you'd pull some kind of shenanigans just because you couldn't do it on your own. Now I know that now, thanks to your, what, two-minute championship run, you get a championship rematch. I would advise you to drop that immediately, because while you might be a good guy, you might make a great underdog story as a number one contender, you are not a champion. As, it, as evidenced by the fact that a gas station reject took the title from you in less than five minutes. So, you know, if you want to do anything else, if you want to try and get in my way as I try to regain control over this little hovel before I can finally burn it the rest of the way down, fine, that's okay. But I'm going to destroy you the way I'm going to destroy each and every one of those freaking vape-sucking sacks of shit on my way to proving that I don't need this place, but I will take it down before I go. And if you have a problem with that, try to stop me. Oh, and it looks like these three men are in the ring, and looks like there's going to be a fight brewing right now, ladies and gentlemen. It looks exciting, and then... Oh! The music of the man who was pinned last night in the JWF World Heavyweight Championship match, Scotty Moore. Scotty Moore's come out, and he looks like he's got a message for all of us. Hey, hey, sorry to interrupt. I know, I know. This is the whole who deserves to be number one contender segment. And, you know, I definitely don't fit that bill. Because, you know something, Dylan? You're right. Blake did pin me last night. But if you think this was some master plan, if I just let Blake pin me, you didn't watch back that footage. Because if you think that plan was just to let Blake pin me, and I would let my best friend become JWF champion. Well, I probably would have let him pin me off of a clothesline, or a BDT, or hell, just roll me the fuck up, but that's not what happened. What happened is that I saved Blake Tanner. 
you were ready to take your fist, jam it so far up Blake's dick that he would never be able to have a child again, but I saved him. And then he picked me off the ground, slammed me into the mat, took his boot and jammed it against my skull, making me bleed, nearly giving me a concussion. Now granted, that's a hell of a finishing move, Blake, but I'm still a little bit salty about it. But I'm not here to talk about that. No, I'm here to ask for a fight. Now who do I want to fight? Now do I want to fight Blake Tanner for betraying me, nearly killing me last night? Do, or do I want to fight Griffin Clowns for sending his entire family after my father just so he could live up to his little childhood dream of becoming champion? Or, or do I want to fight Dylan because, well, let's be honest, Dylan, I just don't fucking like you. And the answer to me is clear. Why not all three? Oh, and Scotty has run towards the ring, springboarding and hitting an elbow on the Dylan. Dylan rolls out of the ring, grabbing his jaw, when suddenly the entire VWO swarm Blake, and Scotty tries to pull them off. But the numbers game seems too much as the VWO take down the team known as the BS. When suddenly, all the music of Scott Moore hits. And Scott Moore runs out, joining his son and his son's best friend in battle. And it seems like the fight has become even. But now Clint Clouds is in the ring. And then the Dylan is in the ring. All of these men are battling. It's an insane, it's chaotic here in the JWF arena, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't know what's going to become of it. So I guess to find out, we're going to have to tune in next week here in the JWF. Ladies and gentlemen, what, a, what an amazing time here. So, Blake Tanner, what did you learn this week? Um, I learned not to stare directly into the Vince Corona. <laughs> uh, and Delon, what did you learn? I learned that Ryback really can't go awake without being mentioned on this show. <laughs> Is it bad? <laughs> I rarely try. I rarely do try. And what's worse is this week I had a perfect lead-in of just like, yeah, Braun Strowman does eat a lot of food, but you know what he says after a meal? Fee! Be more! And then I was like, damn it, I have nothing to talk about with him. And I learned that Braun Strowman is the white girl that we all wanted. Um, Dylan can be found on Twitter at SexyChuckyT. Um, Blake, where can they find you? Uh, on the Twitter at Blake A. Tanner. That's all for this week. Okay, and you can find me on the Twitter machine at Scotty Mo. That's S C O T T Y E M O. Buy my book on Amazon. It's called Queasel Corp. Q U E Z A L C O R P. Make sure to check out the Queasel Corp podcast. You can find that on a load of pure BS.com. That's where you can also check out all the other great BS network shows, whether that be a load of BS, Fight Boys, Queasel Corp, our YouTube stuff we just started doing. In fact, I released a video a few days ago where. I somehow tried to explain the concepts of romance with John Cena because I'm a fucking nerd. Um, but yeah, that's all available over at a load of purebs.com. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us, give us all of the stars that you possibly can because we need it, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, you can find us at a load of purebs.com. You can buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook. Support us on Patreon. Find us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life. Oh shit, did you guys hear that Asuka's injured?